Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture help each other out by letting nerd culture sleep on Christ culture's couch until it gets back on its feet. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. But guess what? I'm not going to be doing it by myself. With me, as always, he's the best at being the worst, Steve-O Supremo. What's going on, everybody? Moving around the table, he is often imitated, never successfully duplicated, Quentin Gregory Neff. Never, not even once. Like, I tried. They've tried. They have tried. You know, Nev, your mom was on the show earlier. She was helping you get your microphone set up, and she said she has a delightful story to tell about you uh, that she's going to tell us next week, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Are, you, are you nervous? I don't know. There's pictures, apparently, to go along with it, so... Yeah, we're going to have visual aids and everything, so I'm uh, really pumped about this. Yep. Uh, so brace yourself for fun. Um, keep going. She is salty, she's sweet, and she's conveniently pocket-sized. It's Jackie freaking Wilson. Hello. And Jackie, you are with us. Your microphone works. Congratulations. Technology. Yay. Rears Finally. its ugly head. She's sometimes sassy, always classy. From the Island of Enchantment, please say bienvenidos to lovely Lady Lise Mati. Bienvenidos, lovely Lady Lismati. Oh, she says to herself. <laughs> and uh, all the way in the back, keeping his line as flat as we hope the coronavirus curve might be. <laughs> <laughs> adding, uh, adding wit and wisdom to this conversation, it is Nicholas W. Sadler. Hello. Nick the Engineer. There's his one line. His little, his, that's his one, there it is. The one yeah. line we'll see for the rest of the recording. Wait, Nick. Nick, Nick real can... quick, give us a quick goodbye. Goodbye. And there right, we go. So we have Nick. Nick you're episode. good. Just go ahead and take off now. Play a little Minecraft, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, we love it. We love it. All right. We'd love for you to join the conversation. The best way for you to do that is connect with us across all the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can check out our blog online at www.nerdofgodcast.com. Or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We would love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. You can also join our small group on Facebook. That's the Nerd of God Squad. Send us an invite request, and we're going to let you in there because we are an indiscriminate group. So come on out, join the Nerd of God Squad, live your dreams, and share some memes. Well, welcome back. It's been a week, you guys. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't been. I don't even know. What day is it today? <laughs> Time it's, is the social construct. It's a Tuesday, yeah. Time, what is time but the multiverse Y phenomena that keeps all events from occurring at once? Timey, wimey, um, wibbly wobbly stuff. I have, I have, I have no concept. Like, I have to look, like, actually look and see. Okay, what is today's date? Like, time isn't moving in the right way anymore. Man, no big loss. So, what are you guys doing this week? What, what have you been doing to occupy your time? Working. Just working. Nick, <laughs> Nick doesn't care. He's essential. So he's like, whatever. I'm working. I'm getting paid, suckers. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Lee Smotty, you're, uh, you're now educating kids over the internet. How's that going? It's going. Um, I've been receiving so many messages about why Zoom is of the devil. And I'm trying Wait, legitimately, to... like of the spiritual devil, like like no, Satan. Appa- apparently, Zoom has been having like lots of hacking happen to it recently. Gotcha. I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. There's a lot. It was never originally designed for what people are using it for. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to. I don't know. Like Zoom emailed me, which I don't know how Zoom like got my email. I've been doing Zoom meetings, but just like without setting up anything so anyways the zoom fbi agent that's in charge of whatever emailed me and told me that they've done all these things to make changes and update their security and blah 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 and so i'm trying to figure out a way to convince parents that zoom is fine and that we'll be fine and everything's fine but um all they have to do to get their zoom to work successfully is just accept this mark on their hand or their forehead and it'll be great fantastic oh oh don't you dare turn on me now uh neff are you are you still working buddy i am i'm working at my water plant because 
somehow uh, a warehouse clerk is still essential. Well, fantastic. So. Jackie, you are, uh, you're not working. I'm still not working. You it's are. been five years. <laughs> Three days, 47 hours. Feels like yeah, five uh, years. Yeah, so so um, two jobs and you can't go to either of them. How's that? How, what are you doing to no. occupy your time, Jackie? So um, on top of doing the sewing thing that I mentioned uh, last time, which I think I mentioned last time, everything just has kind of blended together. Every time is somebody's first time. So re refresh us, Jackie. Yeah, so... So I am uh, making masks, face masks, for our medical professionals um, out in the field. And the first batch I cut out, I did the big cardinal sin of not checking before you went on. And I just cut out a big, big batch, and they all ended up to be way too small for oh, his face. They're mouse so masks. I had oh, to scrap. I had to scrap like fifty masks. Oh. Can you make a mask for my dog? I mean, I'll probably go back and like fix them up. But in the meantime, I want to like get masks for our medical professionals first. So nice. I've been fixing it and doing it today, and I got like thirty done in a few hours. That's awesome. So. I'm okay with that. Very nice. Good job. Thank you for doing that to help. Yeah. Uh, Steven, yeah. are you still uh, slinging, slinging zucchinis and squashes and things like that? Yeah, that's that's a much better way to describe what I actually do. Uh, but we're still <laughs> ripping and rolling all week long. But I, just, I got some good news yesterday from my boss. My boss came up to me yesterday and said, because the as as of the time we were recording, it is pre-Easter. And he said, obviously, we're closed this Sunday for Easter. Uh, and then he said, I don't know why they made this decision, but I'm not mad at the decision because everything's still kind of up in the air with the pandemic. Uh, they're going to be having our store be closed on Sundays for the near future. So nice. it'll be nice to as it once yes. was. So you'll have that. Exactly. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm not going to take my Sundays off for granted. Now I can actually like enjoy a day off, even though I can't go anywhere. I can still enjoy a day off. Good for you. Awesome. So, yeah, this week, I mean, we're still working at the church and doing the things that we can. I've been trying to fill my uh, moments in between with a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> what level are you at now? We don't do levels in Animal Crossing and, and real Animal Crossing for those of you guys that are stuck in the pocket camp. Ah. We just uh, we just grow our island so you don't uh, accelerate numerically. You just uh, accelerate in a prosperity level. Uh, but it's been great. I've been uh, visiting other people. Uh, they're different islands, which is one of the most fun parts about the game. Uh, I got to go and visit uh, one of our Nerd of God Squad members, Lolly Jojo. I, I got to visit um, Nerd, of Squad, Nerd of God Squad member and uh, guest on our show one time, Andy Kelly. Uh, got to visit yeah. the lovely Tory Line Jones, who is maybe the best Animal Crossing player I've ever met. Her island is immaculate. She is the uh, the Martha Stewart, she is the Chip and Joanna Gaines <laughs> of the Animal, Animal Crossing world. She just, everything that she does is stupid adorable. And she takes it, I don't want to say she takes it so seriously in a bad way, but she takes it so seriously when she, when I went to her island and she's just like, I said, oh, who's this? And she goes, that's one of my friends. That's one of my friends. Like, like when she's in it, she's in it and it shows. And you go to her island, it's like, this is someone who's getting the most out of this game. Uh, Tori is great. I got to visit the island of Tom Kroom from Wasabi Anime. Actually, I got to visit John Lee's island. Now, you guys don't know who John Lee is, uh -oh. but John Lee is the uh, Steve-O Supremo of the Christian Nerd Podcast. He is sort of the uh, the young minion of uh, Scott Higa. And I needed to sell some fruit the other night, late, with some urgency. But here on the East Coast... <laughs> Our stores were closed in Animal Crossing, so there was nothing I could do except for petition one of our West Coast friends to please let me come to their island so I could sell before the close of business that day. And John Lee opened his portal for me, and I got to go visit his island, sell a whole bunch of fruit, make a whole bunch of bells, and get my job done. So John Lee, we salute hey, you. John Lee, uh, big shout out, John Lee just got engaged the other day. Did he really? He did. Aww. So congratulations to John Lee. Big shout out. Congratulations, John! And all now, now John Lee, you have just bumped Steve-O from the spotlight. Sorry, oh, we can only have he really have is one engaged person Steven. we care about. <laughs> That's really what I'm saying. Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, have you guys seen? Speaking of video game news, have you guys seen the new PlayStation Five controller? Yeah, I have. It looks sweet. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up now. Yeah, though. please look it up. It looks interesting. I I kind of like it. It looks sleek. 
it looks sleek. It looks like something out of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey or something yeah. like that. It's called the, the Dual Sense Controller, oh. and it looks pretty cool. So the first time I like it they, a lot. It reminds me... It reminds me of an Xbox controller. Oh, don't you, sh yeah. you shut your mouth. Why would you say that to Tony? But okay, guys, hold hold a picture next to it. It's got the smoothness and the little bit of roundedness similar to an Xbox controller. If we're, uh, smoothness I and a little bit of roundness, you could be. T it's white, smooth, and round. It could be Steven. What in the world are you? <laughs> what, come on. <laughs> That's not true. Steven yeah. is not not smooth. Um. He's got a beard. He's a, he's a fuzzy fella. <laughs> but like, it's not as blocky. Well, no. Well, it's also got different colors. Like for the first time ever, like they, they made a big deal about that in the in the blog about the post from PlayStation about it. Was that hey? See, and I'd only seen the white one though. They have they only released photos of the white well, one. Well, it's yeah, because it's the that's going to be the main one. It's going to be white and black. It's it's two like it's two different colors. But PlayStation controllers have already come in yeah, different colors. But I mean, like you don't buy, they don't come in different colors when you buy it, but like you but can But I mean buy like it's going to it's different it's going to come as two different colors like in one controller cuz usually it yeah. comes out as a single color like a solid oh. color. But for the first time See ever, now here's what PlayStation does. Every time they'll come out with their their systems, every system does this. They'll come out with their controllers that come with the system. So if you want to have like four players, you go out when you get the system, you buy four controllers and then like 6 or 8 months down the road they come out with pretty controllers, so it's like, ah, crap. It's like they're punishing early adapters. Yeah. Now I got to go out and buy controllers again. That's why I have sixteen PlayStation Four controllers. <laughs> My favorite controller that I have is the uh, the PlayStation Twentieth Anniversary controller. Ah, that's the nice one. That's a nice so, one. The, I like that, that gray. The, the classic gray, right? Yeah, it's so pretty. It's my yeah. favorite. I have to find yeah. it. I don't know. I lost it. I was packing my stuff and I had I lost it. It's in my my boxes of things. I really do. I have four black ones, and then I have a red, white, blue, and two golds. Like oh. I have a lot. I don't. What a crap do I have so many PlayStation controllers for parties? You host you have a lot. I did have two Playstations. One of them died. Thanks for bringing that up, Nick. While you're at it, why don't you give me a nice paper cut and pour <laughs> lemon juice on it, jerk? Uh, speaking of disappointment, last week we were talking about things that got pushed back. We were talking about Marvel movies. You guys, um, the I was I can't stop thinking about the Black Widow movie. We are going to have yeah. to wait until November for this. Hang on a second. Pause. Say that again. I can't, hold on. I can't check your text messages and what are you doing? Oh, you're just texting the group oh, no, chat. That was just for later. You just yeah. text us a picture of an Xbox sure. controller to PS5 uh, controller. <laughs> your desperate need to be right. The same. That's the most Stevo thing you've ever done. <laughs> no, the two different Stevo. Like colors. they look so similar. So I've been thinking about this all week long since we talked about it on the last episode. These movies that have been delayed, I have been thinking about this Black Widow movie. First off, I'm not even like crazy excited about the Black Widow movie. Is that is that wrong of me? No. What? I'm so excited for the Black Widow movie. I'm like, and I'm not against it. Why Why are you so excited for it, Lise Money? I, I mean, I don't know. Just like because of any... First of all, I feel like there's just a piece of me that really desperately needs that Marvel itch to be scratched, you know? That, like, that's the thing. It's been so long since we've had a Marvel movie. Yeah, last summer. So that's the big thing for me. I'm just like, I really need that excitement and anticipation of like a Marvel movie. And then I feel like Endgame was really hard because... When you came out of Endgame, there's that that feeling of like all of these characters you love. That's it. This is the end. You're not gonna get a lot more like of them. To, like the Black Widow movie feels like home. It feels like going home. It's like oh yay, I get to go to the movies for a Marvel movie with the Black Widow. It's all so familiar. But I can't believe like it's gonna be a year and a half basically, to, more than a year and a half between Marvel movies. We've never gone this long before. Why aren't why aren't you excited about it? I know I'm not not excited about it. It's just going to be weird to to go that we've gone so long, and then we're going to come back into a I don't know. Mm. I, I, you're, forgive me for for saying this, this is going to sound bad, but we're going to be jumping back into a non superpowered female character who's dead. Uh, it, it, like yeah. I, I don't have any problems with the Black Widow. I like Scarlett Johansson. I like Natasha Romanoff. I think she's a great character. I hope it's a great movie. I don't want it to fail or anything like that. But that's kind of like three like eh, signs when it comes right. to these it's things. Right. It's not really. It's not. It's not pushing forward. It's not helping us get like 
closer to anything so it's not exciting in that way it's just kind of going back in time and giving us we should have gotten this years ago that's what i'm saying yeah i agree yeah it would have mattered more then exactly well said and that's the thing it's like we're going so long and then we're going to come back and i hope that we don't step into this thing and it's just kind of like a huh lackluster like a, a lackluster reunion that's that's been my problem so is it uh is it bad that i'm more excited to see taskmaster than i am black widow no taskmaster is awesome yeah I'm so I, I wasn't sure about this so i, I started doing research because i want i need some comfort in my life that this movie is going to be good so i started looking up uh the director of the movie do you guys know who's who's directing th- this don't. movie no nope and if I told you who was directing the movie, you might be like, oh, but you probably wouldn't. Uh, so the director of the movie Black Widow is uh, a woman named Kate Shortland. Do you guys know who Kate Shortland is? The name is? sounds familiar. No. Okay, she no. directed some movies such as uh, Berlin Syndrome, Lore, uh, and then that's kind of it. Somersault. That's that's it. I mean, that's kind of. She did a couple TV shows of The Secret Life of Us, a couple TV episodes of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Like, there's nothing that I've seen about her that I'm going, oh my goodness, like, that's a great a great director. Maybe she is, but I don't know. Uh, Kevin Feige is good at picking out directors who aren't like super well known and, and then making episodes like right. Josh Whedon and stuff like that. But I would have I would have said the same exact thing if when I was looking at Thor Ragnarok, I'd have been like, who I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Like, who who is this director? So I'll give the benefit of the doubt there. I went and looked at the writer. The writer of the movie, I think his name's Eric Pearson or something like that. He wrote uh, a lot of the Marvel one shots, the little okay. mini movies. He wrote uh, Item 47, Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer, The Consultant. So he's been in the Marvel franchise it's... really since Phase 1, but as kind of a side writer. like he He's an uncredited writer in most of the MCU huh. movies, and he's one of the three main writers in Thor Ragnarok. See, so I guess, I guess I feel better about that. It's funny that you bring that up because this kind of feels like a really long one-shot like a side story because i mean yes it doesn't impact anything i think it's really cool that they're kind of giving us that movie because almost everyone else um in the avengers got to have their own movie except for like natasha not you hawkeye so it's really nice to kind of (laughs) yeah so like it's kind of nice like we're getting that especially i think he is i think he's gonna be in it I honestly don't remember much from the trailer. Uh, it's been so long, and I try not to like tantalize myself. He'll probably have a cameo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I think it's really cool. Well, you, uh, there, yeah. What, Stephen? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There might be a cameo, um, but I think it's really cool that we're gonna get a movie uh, about a character who sacrificed everything in Endgame. So we kind of get yeah. a nice little bit more of a glimpse into her character. So I'm really looking forward to that, especially like, it's also nice to see that the movie's being directed by a woman because as we discussed about uh, Birds of Prey, there were some really nice things in there that like sometimes gets overlooked by male directors because they don't kind of see it from that, um, like lens of like women so i'm i'm really curious to see how it's going to end up i think i think it'll be good i don't know that the the female director thing necessarily wows me i guess that's okay but i mean i don't i don't know that i'm going to watch uh the world's deadliest uh, assassin double agent ask someone for a scrunchie or anything like that so um you know in case the black widow movie does not work out in case it's a disappointing movie I've actually got my own Black Widow story, and I would like to share it with you guys tonight, if you will allow me to. Ooh, I'll allow it. That sounds cool. I went to our Nerd of God Squad page on Facebook, and I asked our Nerd of God Squad if they would help me out with some words. I have in my hand the book Avengers Mad Libs. And today, with the help of our squad, we are going to uh, create a Black Widow story. We want to say thank you so much to our Nerd of God Squad members, Joel Spinks, Howard Salter, Blake and Cassie Ricard, Lindsay and Rodney Cannon, uh, Christian Molinari, uh, Rebecca Pate, Kristen Com, Ryan Felton, Stephen Taylor, John Obersky, Ryan Street, and Oliver Gale. We are going to be oh, telling you the story, The Black Widow Strikes. Oh. <clears throat> our story begins. Somewhere under a shield base in Narnia, Two spies spelunked 
through a loquacious old liquid hot magma pipe. Once we're inside, we can install the crouching device and learn all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s bunnies, said the first spy, and they'll never suspect a whoop-de-doo! Someone's behind me! They've got me by my underwear, cried the second guy. A woman's voice said, what are you phantasmic boys doing sneaking around down here? Oh my. The second spy tried to super kick his attacker, but she grabbed his nostril and flung him to the floor. Ow. When the first, try, first spy tried to yog, which is like jog, but with a Y, <laughs> a ginormous fist stopped him cold. Only then did Black Widow turn on her flashlight to slurp her handiwork. You never know what kind of llamas you're going to find skiing around in the dark, she said. The end. That sounds like a made-for-TV R-rated movie uh, audio track. (laughs) What? Beautiful. Like, what like does that when they even take mean, like, Stephen. Like when they take like an uh, like a very R-rated movie and put it on TV, and they have to redo oh, all gotcha. the bad words. That's what that sounds Yippee like. Yippee ki Mr. Falcon. I got gotcha. you. Yes. I got gotcha. I'm sick of these Monday through Friday snakes on this whatever he says train. You, you slug in a ditch. All right. Uh, so that's our Black Widow story. Hopefully, the the movie will be better. We will know in November, a full 17 months after our last Marvel outing. So uh, we're going to play a little Mad Libs ourselves with the Nerd of God Squad. It'll be a bonus feature that you guys can check out and uh, hear on our Patreon page. So uh, a little Patreon exclusive. We're going to play some some Marvel Mad Libs with an Iron Man story. So uh, check that out at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. Um, we're going to play a quick game, if you guys will. If you have the answers, just raise your hand by clicking the little hand button on our Zencaster screen. Uh, this is a game called So Hard to Say Goodbye. Oh. You guys watch reality TV? Some. Yeah. Um, the Bachelor. Sometimes. Like competitive reality TV shows? Survivor. Okay, okay. so what I'm going to do is when you get kicked off one of these shows, when you're basically eliminated from the show, when you're excused, dismissed, and summarily uh, removed from the week-to-week cast, uh, a lot of these shows have these catchphrases that they give you. I'm going to give you a list of the catchphrases, and I'm going to see if you can tell me what show the catchphrase is from. Uh, Some of them are mostly competition shows, uh, game shows, reality shows, etc. You ready? Yes. Yes. I'm always ready. Sure. All right. If you guys have the answer, raise your hand, and I will call on you summarily. Keep your own scores, and here we go. You're fired. Steven. That is from The Apprentice. That's our Correct. president, Tom J. Trump. Too much information. Great. You're, good job. You're fine. Uh, keep going. Here we go. You are the weakest link. Neff. The weakest link. That's right. They're not all that tricky. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Keep moving. You've been eliminated from the race. Neff. The Amazing Race. It is from The Amazing Race. Here we go. Give me your jacket. Steven. The Hell's Kitchen? That is Hell's Kitchen. Wow. Food Network. (laughs) It's actually Fox. Fox. This is the final rose. Least Mati. The Bachelor. It's the Bachelor. It's the Bachelorette. Uh, Well, whichever version you watch, Least Mati gets the point. Please pack up your knives and go. Neff. That's Top Chef. That is Top Chef. Very good. My mom watches all these. The tribe has spoken. Neff. Survivor. Survivor is correct. Thanks, Mom. You've been evicted. Neff. Big Brother. Good Lord, Neff. You need to get out of the house. My mom watches a lot of television. She's, she's helping me a lot with this one. Not her, personally, but because of this. America has spoken. Steven. Is it uh, American Idol? It is American oh. Idol. And final clue. Now, sashay away. Least body. Is it? I don't know that this is it, but is it RuPaul's Drag Race? It is RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, so impressed slash ashamed of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I, I've never watched it, but it just seemed right. I've never You're, watched it either, but it has a, a very, very brilliant name. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, 
So tonight we're talking a little bit about getting cut. We're talking a little bit about getting sent home, getting let go. Uh, if you've ever experienced that that feeling of rejection, that is a, a really bad feeling. If you've ever experienced uh, getting being told that you're no longer an essential person, um, that's a that's a tough place to be. And in our culture right now, a lot of people are experiencing that. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Something that I've been seeing on the internet a lot is these. Um, I don't know what, why it's blowing up right now on Twitter, on Facebook, but everybody seems to be sharing one. And it's one of those you have to pick three. To survive, only three can uh, can make the cut here, and they're they're showing uh, pictures that have a bunch of old Disney movies or a bunch of uh, Nickelodeon cartoon shows. I saw one today. Uh, our friend L Seven posted on Twitter, and it was uh, Doug, Nickelodeon Guts, Rocco's Modern Life, all that. Hey Arnold, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Rocket Power, Rugrats, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, that and, was tough. Uh, and you had to get rid of all but three of them. You can only you can only keep three. Uh, I think his yeah. answers were were Doug, all that, and Hey Arnold. And people were giving him crap. They were saying you should have picked Legends of the Hidden Temple. I don't know. I would have picked Rugrats, but Rugrats. You know, but, uh, I don't know. There, those are all like it, that. That's like a kill your babies moment because I didn't remember. Which one, like, <laughs> wow, get rid of that one. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one. Yeah. So we um so we, we shared some of these amongst the Nerd God Squad, our our crew here, and uh, we all came up with some ideas of these kind of only three can survive puzzles. And Stephen is going to take us through a journey of those right now. Stephen, would you tell us the ones that we have picked as a crew oh. so that we can uh, we can weigh them out together? Of course. Okay. So for the first one. Uh, we are going to go, this, this one is good. It's a good one to start. Just like breakfast is your most important meal of the day. This one is the top breakfast foods. What so, do we always say is the most important thing, Stephen? Family. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, for this one, the nine category, the nine subjects rather are pancakes. Yes. Waffles. Uh-huh. Avocado toast. Avocado toast. Uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Mm-hmm. Or, or cereal. I don't know if that's supposed to be a singular, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch or just cereal in general. Cinnamon Toast Crunch stands for all cereal, sir. Okay, so As the king of cereals. One singular Toast Crunch. One, one uh, French Toast. Mm-hmm. Omelets. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing that's just like bacon and eggs and hash browns. That's the, that's the, uh, that's Cracker Jer- Cracker Barrel Breakfast. Oh, Cracker Barrel Breakfast. Uh, McGriddle from McDonald's. McDonald's breakfast. And the one that I'm sure is just going to last throughout everybody's list is chicken minis. Oh, yeah. I would Chick-fil-A eat, breakfast. I would, eat, I would eat chicken minis all day if they had them available. The Lord's breakfast. Yes. All right, so which three of these do we save? Which which one right now is your vote? Like, you got to save one for breakfast. Waffle. Chicken minis and waffles. waffles. I do love me some waffles. Waffles, waffles over pancakes? Every time. Yeah, yeah. waffles over pancakes. Yeah. I disagree. I would say pancakes over waffles. I can eat yeah. one pancake and be happy. After the second one, I'm like done. I can eat like five waffles and be happy. But you can make waffles in different shapes. That's the difference. Pancakes, you can kind of do it, but... Waffles are just superior pancakes. They're like, Thank if you. pancakes were nice and, <laughs> and, you know, a little more toasty on the outside, a little more golden on the outside, and not so, like, don't get me wrong. I'm saying that like I'm a pancake hater. I am not. I do enjoy a pancake every once in a while. But I feel like waffle gives you the best version of what you want out of a pancake. It's like the pancakes are Leah and the waffles are Rachel. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> they're geometrically friendly. Okay. I'll, I'll allow waffles. I'm not mad. So what else are we going to save? Cereal. Uh, I like omelets. I do like omelets, but cereal is a good choice just for Cereal, variety. you can have it for breakfast, lunch, dinner. A snack. Dessert. You don't snack. like cereal? I don't like cereal. What's what's wrong with cereal? What? All right, Jackie has eliminated cereal. I don't like cereal. I have Jackie. So like, that's marching oh. band is what's wrong. I wasn't allowed to eat cereal for band oh. camp because so, then I would throw up. So then I just there is six lost of us, and there's nine things on this list. So everybody gets to eliminate one. Oh. So Jackie has okay. eliminated cereal. Least Molly has call- eliminated pancakes. Wait, no, I didn't know. I thought we were discussing it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eliminate French toast. You're eliminating oh, French toast. Okay. French toast right. is like, it's like, yeah. it's like the. That's s- your right. Oh. I'm not like in the scale, you have like the top of it is the waffle. Below that, you got the pancake, and then at the very bottom, in case of emergency, you have French toast. Oh, I disagree oh, wholeheartedly. Pancake at the bottom of my breakfast totem pole. 
Oh, All right, wow. that's fair. All right, so Steven, what are you eliminating? Uh, man, that's I'm so I'm so flabbergasted. Um, because I've never had it, avocado toast. Okay, avocado toast is done. That's a shame. I think Steven least, would love that. I would. Least Mati has eliminated French toast and uh, Jackie's. Jackie, Jackie eliminated what? Cereal. Cereal. Okay, Nev, what, what are we cutting? Oh. I love the rest of it. Everything cereal. else is so good. Boo cereal. I'm gonna I go mean, ahead and just cut. I'm gonna cut McDonald's breakfast. That's fine. Yeah, if I had to cut one, yeah, I'll, we'll go with that. I do occasionally crave a McDonald's breakfast, though. Like yeah, every once in a while, gross. I specifically it's want McDonald's. Steak, egg, and cheese bagel with the onion. Yes, that steak, egg, and cheese bagel bagel is banging. Uh, so what what are you cutting, Neff? I'll cut. I'll, I'll go with McDonald's. Can you cut McDonald's? Yeah, I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the McDonald's. Cutting breakfast. McDonald's. Okay, yeah. I I cut McDonald's. Everything else is so good. Let's see here. What have we cut so far? McDonald's, cereal, French toast, avocado toast. Yeah. So we're left yes. With omelets, waffles, pancakes, Chicken. or I Chick-fil-A guess Chick-fil-A or Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Pancakes are gone, right? Ooh. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. pancakes. You're cutting pancakes. Yep. Okay. All right, so we have lost pancakes. We've lost uh, avocado toast. We lost cereal. We lost McDonald's. And uh, I guess the last vote is up to Neff. No. Oh, oh crap. I'll take off uh, oh, chicken minis. Whoa. You made me do this. No, you what's wrong this. with you? No. You made me do this. Okay, well. Chicken I, minis? Everything else is hardy. Chicken minis are like fast food. You are wow. fired. Listen, it's the Lord's breakfast, okay? I didn't ask for this. You you <laughs> gave me this. You could have Okay, so <laughs> This is you not my breakfast. This is like the breakfast you gave me, up. Lord. Can, I feel like I can use an object lesson right now and just kick Neff off this podcast and we can really talk about eliminating oh my things. Gosh. All right, let's move to the next one and see if Neff fails me again. All right. Who has the best who has the best french fries? Oh. We've got McDonald's. We have Arby's. Yes. We have Taco Bell. We got Checkers, Chick-fil-A, Popeyes, we have KFC, and those are potato wedges, Lismati, not the KFC fries. Okay. We have uh, Burger King, and we have Wendy's. I don't understand why there's a debate about this. There's a clear answer. Okay, so who are we eliminating? Uh, can I take uh, let's the first to... one? Steven? I'm, I'm immediately eliminating Checkers fries. Oh, really? wow. those are my out of wow. everyone on there. Those are my least favorite. Bold move. Good answer. A lot of flavor. Bold move. All right. So who's next? Oh, Neff, what I are you cutting? Right yeah, I dislike checkers. Um, just because they're just bland Wendy's fries. Mm. Nothing special. Yeah, I. Um, although I hate to admit yeah, it, you're right. They're, they're not my favorite. Ne- All right, Nick Sadler. What are we cutting? Uh, Taco Bell. Taco Ooh, Bell. Probably Taco good right there. <laughs> Neff yeah, is hurt though. Neff wants fries with crappy melted plastic cheese with them. All day. Jackie, what are we cutting, darling? Oh, we are definitely getting rid of Burger King. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Burger that's, King is gross. Every every level, everything, we have to all wait of it. ten minutes for it. Least Mati? Um, KFC wedges, yeah. son. Yeah. So what? what is your... Tell, tell our audience what your beef is with the KFC wedges. Okay, so... I don't know why America was like this, but <laughs> in Puerto Rico, the Kentucky Fried Chicken served French fries. Really, really good, golden, crispy, delicious French fries. Some of the best French fries, might I add. And then we get here and find ourselves in the dilemma that KFC serves wedges, <laughs> gross, icky, chunky starchy wedges as opposed to golden crispy goodness and for years i have petitioned silently that kentucky needs to get their game together and of course of course the universe is this way just as we you know about to start the big global pandemic kfc decides that they're going to start serving french fries (laughs) you know what i can't eat they're french fries right now because oh. virus so virus. that's my beef yep thank you and good night through the looking glass 
All right, I'm going to go ahead and cut Popeye's fries. That means our French fry winners tonight are McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, and Arby's. That's, I feel good about good. that. I feel like that's solid. That's solid. We can walk away from that feeling good. good. All right, we're going to have time for one more real quick. We gotta. We're going to move on because we got a lot to do tonight. Uh, we got some movie franchises. These were submitted by Quentin Neff. So let's take a look at these movie franchises. We have Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter. 007 James Bond, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Dark Knight Trilogy, Star Trek, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I guess we'll say the Avengers uh, series of movies. That's all the Star so, Trek movies. That's all the Star Trek movies. That's from both, both the, timelines. The motion picture all the way through. We the got television. you. We understand what all the Star Trek movies means. All right, moving on. What is the uh, what? Which one are we eliminating? Let's start with Nick Sadler. Uh, James Bond. Oh, James Bond. Right off the gate, 007 yes. goes bye-bye. Yeah. Neff, which one are we taking out, buddy? Uh, I'll go with Pirates of the Caribbean. That's fair. Good move. Lovely Lady Lismati. I'm so sorry, Tony, but I'm going to have to say Indiana Jones. That's fine. Well, dang, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> Indiana, Indiana Jones is, is a great franchise, but when it's compared to some of these other ones, I don't know that I'm going to get emotionally involved with it. I appreciate your apologetic uh, posture. Steven. Oh, man. Oh, this is so hard. And I'm about to break a lot of hearts right here. I'm going to eliminate mm -hmm. Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Why? Really? Why would you do really? such a thing? I'm really surprised. To save Star Trek? To save the Dark Knight? You're going to get rid of Star Wars? I was Wars? forcing to save Harry Potter, and now I see the foil of my ways. Oh, my gosh. Jackie Ooh. Wilson, what are we uh, cutting? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's already been cut. Yeah, that's a good one. It was already one. cut. Yeah, that's, oh, that's already it? been cut. Oh, I didn't hear that. So you are looking at Star Trek, the Dark Knight, the, Star, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Lord of the Rings, or Harry Potter. Mm. I'm going to have to go with Star Trek. Only, only, only oh. because I haven't really watched a lot of it, so it's the one I have like the least amount of like attachment to of the ones that are left. So yeah. I'm basing it off and of the ones I have the least amount of attachment with. Not because it's a bad franchise, because it's a great franchise. It's just not a franchise I have a big attachment to because I didn't grow up watching it. I got you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And That's without true. question, you guys know what I'm going to be cutting. Dark Knight trilogy. Harry Potter. Because there's yep. only three of them. <laughs> Harry Potter is gone. So the surviving uh, movie franchises are the Dark Knight trilogy, nope. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Lord of the Rings. I think th that's a decision we can all kind of live with. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. that was a tough one. That was a tough I one. I don't think the Dark Knight should be still in there when Star Wars was not. I, I would I, probably I agree with you, Lee Smotty, yeah. but, uh, you know, Steven's the worst. Hey, listen, so what are you I'll take do? Chris Nolan over J.J. <laughs> Abrams any day. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we are we're moving forward. If you disagree with any of our choices, if you disagree with Neff and Steven, mostly is what we're saying. Uh, go ahead and let us know which ones would make your cut. We're going to post these and uh, some other ones on our social medias uh, through nerdgodcast.com. So uh, let us know what you think makes the cut. We would love to hear your opinions on on that. So uh, tonight, as we get into these things, there's a lot of people out there who have been eliminated. You know, we're talking, we're making jokes and having fun a little bit about. Uh, movie franchises and french fries but but uh people are closing their doors businesses are closing their doors and people are losing their jobs right now and uh, i've yeah. never seen anything like this yeah it's everybody crazy. everybody is affected everybody is affected by this or knows someone who's affected by this so, yeah am, am i mean I right? my, my sister hasn't worked yeah. in like four weeks wow yeah. And uh, Jackie, you know we we know your situation you got two jobs and and you can't work at either of them mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I did get uh, laid off from Lush, so I um, am not furloughed. It's not, hey, we're gonna open back up immediately because we don't even know if the shop's gonna reopen after all this is done because the blow to the economy. But like, it's it was one of those really tough things that they made the decision that it would be better for the employees to uh, lose their jobs and be able to draw from unemployment than them try and support them. So wow! I, so you're like you got like laid off officially. I laid, laid off officially from Lush, and then there's a good chance I'm gonna be furloughed from Disney. Oh uh, but the bright side being, I can still draw from unemployment, so I can still get a paycheck. I'm just going to have to deal with Florida's really crappy unemployment system and try and get onto that list either through uh the internet, the phone line, or mailing it in. Which honestly, mailing it in might just be the best. Um, option at this point because from what I've been hearing the 
phone lines and the uh, site have just been crashing like crazy because no one no one's equipped to deal with it. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, the, now now there's this is a big news story in Florida, especially the the people are trying to get through to the unemployment job site, mm-hmm. and they're they are not like they are waiting hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours and not getting wow. through to anybody. And if they can even get through, by the time they get to the end, sometimes they'll just get a busy signal and it'll disconnect them. They're following through online and when they when they get to the end of the process, sometimes they'll just give them a bad link and disconnect them. This is they actually had to shut it down overnight because they had to add new servers. They just weren't prepared for the volume of people that were going to be needing help. Yep. And and this is crazy. When we're looking at unemployment numbers right now, if, if I'm not mistaken, we're talking four, five, six percent of people. Uh, a, a few years ago, when we had our like a really rough economy, about 10, 12 years ago, we were looking at I believe like eight percent unemployment, which was huge. That was monstrous unemployment. Uh, I read an article a couple days ago that says that the unemployment rate may hit up to thirty-two percent. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. That's, that's one. Crazy. In, that's, that's one in three people. That's that's a little bit of fear mongering. That that's a that's a worst case scenario projected numbers, but that is huge. We're looking at people right now. I mean, thousands, thousands, millions of people potentially losing their jobs because of this this coronavirus deal. Nobody escapes that. That's going to affect you. That's going to affect somebody. There's businesses in our communities that are never going to financially recover from this, yeah. and uh, that's scary. Yeah, I that's have, a scary I have, thing. When, when you look at the the these these numbers for you guys, this is a scary time. Mm-hmm. Each of us, and and I'd say a large slice of Americans live week to week. Yeah. If someone would have told you a, a year ago, hey, you're going to lose paychecks for a couple months at a time, what would your thought be? Like, what would your reaction be emotionally and, and mentally? Oh my god, be complete and utter devastation I mean, honestly because like you said so many of us live paycheck to paycheck so many of us have debt mm-hmm. um and bills that we have to pay that like literally like there's too much month at the end of our paychecks um yeah and there's lots of different reasons for that i know for for me personally it was from me being in school and not being able to work enough and then trying to find a job that paid me more like uh it just just life so like it's important like everyone talks about having a savings account and to have at least like three months of your bills saved up in your savings account but like real quick let me interrupt you there jackie does does anyone here have three months of their income saved no. up in the savings account? no 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 okay. no and, and again that's not to knock you guys yeah. but that's to take a sampling of people that are in the the age bracket of their 20s 30s i mean I, I'm, I'm 42 years old i don't have uh three months of of my income saved up i probably should mm-hmm. if i if i liquidated some action oh, yeah. figures i would but um yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's an unrealistic place for people to live and yes we're, we're supposed yeah. to have that but but we don't i mean and it's not because we don't want to it's yeah. just one of those things like that's just kind of how it it's it's worked out and like we, we could talk about the economics factor of it all day but there's like just tons of different situations that everyone can be in everyone's situation is unique um but like one of the things that i've wanted to do this year was to pay off my debt it's why i'm taking a year and a half off of school before i go back for my bachelor's so i can at least like not be in debt while in school and then stressing about paying all of those bills while i'm right. trying to finish my degree like that's smart i i wish i well, wish we're I all didn't in debt now <laughs> we're all in yeah. debt yeah, now we're, we're all in debt now yeah. so and, and again nobody saw this coming mm-hmm. nobody saw this coming until it was not even at the front door nobody saw it until it was inside the house sitting on the couch and putting its feet up on our coffee See, table that's the suckiest part is like it's nobody's fault it just it happened and nobody could have predicted it, it happening well but it is it, i will i will say this you're, you're right neff in the fact that it's nobody's fault that this happened but it is our fault a little bit if we weren't prepared for it. I'm, and I'm not here to levy sure. criticism, but like the, when you talk about having an emergency fund, well, this is an emergency. This is what it is. This is why they tell you to have that money. This is why Dave Ramsey says to get the debt snowball working in your favor, yep. you know, because these kind of you don't know if it's going to be a sickness. You don't know if it's going to be a, a, a natural disaster or you don't know if it's going to be a global mm-hmm. pandemic. Now, we have raised the bar. I mean, you don't know if Godzilla is going to emerge from the sea and step on your home. You don't know if uh, you know what's going to happen. But um, but but honestly, the, the way things are, we could have been prepared, but uh, many of us weren't. 
and the people that own businesses, you know, I, I, I eat a lot. So I go into a lot of restaurants. I love having relationships with our, with our community restaurants. It's one of my favorite things is to walk in and know the owner and talk to them. And, and, you know, I, I get a lot of favor when I walk into some local restaurants, man, I get to order off menu. I mean, people treat me special because I like to go into restaurants and treat them special. Many of you guys have gone out to eat with me. So you know yeah. that, that I'm not exaggerating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but, but, you know, running a restaurant, uh, that business is such a tight profit margin. It's yeah. it's so hard to make money in that business. And right now, the way that they're going, the restaurant employees, uh, they've got to lose money. The, the, the restaurants themselves, they've got to barely be keeping their head uh, above the surface. This is a tough time. It's a yeah. really tough time. And you can't blame them when they have to start laying people off because that's overhead. They either have to close their business and nobody gets to work or they've got to start cutting back and it's not fun and it's not fair, but we, I want to talk a little bit about if you have lost your job, it's, it sounds like I'm being super insensitive saying you should have been prepared, but I'm really not. None of us, none of us were as prepared as we could have been. So uh, if you've ever, have you ever been fired from a job before anybody? Yes. Kind of. I mean, mean, yeah. I've been fired and laid off twice. What's the emotional process? What's the emotional journey of that when someone lets you go? Yeah, so when I was let go, it was kind of like this uh, weird feeling of not knowing, you know, being like suspended in like this weird flux of not knowing, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get my next job. You know, I trust God that I'm going to have my next job, but just not having anything to, you know, not having a, a certainty of like a yeah. paycheck is yeah, very, an very disorienting. Did, did you feel any kind of panic at all? A little bit, just a little bit. Like, like, like I said, I trusted God, but at the same time, it was like there was a moment where I was like, okay, well, I don't have uh, income, so now I'm like, how am I going to pay this? I'm going to pay that. But yeah, um, and, and you know, you, yeah. you live with your mom, so there's a little bit of a comfort zone there. But exactly. uh, but that doesn't diminish the fact that you know people lose their job and they get into a panic of how am I going to live? How am I going to pay my rent? How yeah. am I going to? I still, yeah, to take care I still have to pay bills. rent. So. No, I get it. I, I'm not knocking your rent. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, people... we, we, like, I help pay the bills. And without that money, I mean, we can't pay the bills together. Sure, which, sure. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, and, and I think when you go through these kind of things, even even Lise Mati said it last time. Uh, she said, you, you, when you get thrown off of your routine, it throws your whole life into tumult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's that's. I mean, that's a huge part of it. Every time that it's happened, it's been like I've been doing this for. One uh, for three years, two years, uh, two two more years, and it's like, you know, all of a sudden, that's all done. How do you acknowledge those emotions, and then move on? Well, I think it I think it really depends on the person. Um, some people have that like fight or flight kind of thing, and that's very much a similar situation when it comes to like losing your job or going through some kind of like financial distress. Um, the the one that comes to my mind is not when I lost my job because I, I'm in a weird situation to where I'm still kind of drawing a paycheck from Disney at the time at this point so like losing my job at Lush was not as nearly like as upsetting as it could have been I was still upset because I was concerned about my fellow like co-workers but um, back in 2013 my mom lost her job and my mom is single mom four kids like she, she's the breadwinner in the house, and this is shortly after I graduated high school. And it was just one of those moments of, okay, like it was almost like an out-of-body experience to where I was like, okay, let's get going. Like, let's start working on how we're going to get through this. Like, I opened up my laptop. I started making, like, a resume for my mom because she had been with that company for, I think, 12 years at the time. So, like... I think it's just one of those things like it really depends on the person for me i tend to like throw myself into work as i process things um because i don't just want to stand still because if i stand still those emotions are going to overwhelm me and i'm not going to be able to get anything done yeah yeah and there i think that's part of moving on i think that's part of moving through some different things and kind of getting to an emotionally healthy place mm-hmm. uh lisa Mari, you're the the psychologist among us what what are your thoughts on that that process of kind of acknowledging your emotions and then moving on well the verbiage like moving on is like hard moving forward maybe yeah just because you don't want to feel and i've seen a lot of people who have a like 
pointed this out and it's important it's like you don't need to feel like there's a rush to get over the feeling yeah. you're feeling right now of of the stress you know what i mean you there's just because if you're if you're in a situation and it's a really tough situation it's a tough situation you know there's not just you can't just oh just move mm, on with your right. life kid like that's not how that works you can't just push yourself past the hurt and the loss of of stability and security and that's really stressful so i feel like letting yourself allowing yourself the opportunity to feel sad and to feel upset and to say you're sad and to say you're upset like it's okay to acknowledge your emotions and to feel your emotions and feel those out for a while and i think the important part is not just the moving on part but it's the being able to um pick up from from all of that you know emotional turmoil and and say okay i've had my time i felt my feelings i've had my stress and now what am i good what action am i going to do to change the situation you know what can mm-hmm. i do right now that will make things better for for me emotionally you know is it can i just if i can't go out right now and go get another job but i can get up tomorrow morning a little early and do a devotional to help kind of ease my spirit a bit then that's one thing mm-hmm. that you can do right you know you can't go and send out do this or that but you can go take a walk and get out for a moment and breathe yeah. like feel your emotions and then pick up and say what can you do right now because you can't do you can't fix everything right now there's no none of us can make anything completely better and put everything back to normal instantly for ourselves in this very moment but there's probably some tiny thing you can do that can at least provide you an instant of yeah. peace and you just got to keep looking that's for those that's good things. that's really good steven yeah i mean i've never i technically have not really lost a job before but when i was like 18 or 19 i was living with my sister and i was working part-time at my job barely making anything and my sister lost her job and it was very very stressful because then all of the financial burden landed on me and yeah. um i knew i couldn't afford it and then um I mean, how, how old were you when that happened, Steve? I may, maybe I might have been twenty, maybe twenty at yeah. the absolute oldest. I was probably like nineteen. I think I had just gotten my job like a couple of months before, and uh, I was freaking out. And I went, I actually went and talked to you, Tony, and you just reminded me that you know God's never let me down before, and He's not yeah. going to let me down this time. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I can just kind of skate by and just kind of like say, "Oh, it's in God's hand." If it fails, it's God's fault. You know, I, I still had to be there and put into work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, if there's anybody right now that's, like, struggling, that doesn't know what's going to happen, you know, just remember that God's got you. He's not going to let you down. Like, he hasn't let you down before, and he's not going to let you down now. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we there's nothing that we can do about it. I'm sorry. Just to kind of build off of a bit of that little point you just made, um, you know, we as believers in the time i mean again all of what i said before is valid feel how you feel and go through those feelings and it's okay to feel upset and sad but um there's also just the level of faithfulness you need to maintain and um going through these times you know where like these are the times we practice for as christians that we prepare for it's like you're supposed to serve god when it's good and serve god you know at the peak and at the pit so we're in the pit right now and you're in the pit right now this is your time to to demonstrate the faith that you speak you know and when we talk about having that strong faith this is the time to put that in practice and to and to really lean on god and maintain you know i like financially if i can say kind of almost as a testimony i'm not um amazingly financially stable at all (laughs) but um i think this situation could be so much worse for me um, and I think one of the reason, like I, in, for example, we were talking about the savings and my savings right now, I think I have the most savings I've ever had ever. Um, and I don't really know how that has happened, but I just, I had it and I had all these plans of what I needed to do it, what I needed to do with it. Um, so it wasn't like true, true savings. I already knew exactly what each dollar was accounted for. But then this, you know, whole thing happened and suddenly all of these other things, you know, start going away because everything going on and there's this need and I'm facing the potential of losing my pay. I'm, you know, glory to God, I'm still getting paid, but that might not be a thing for long. And I'm going through all of this and I'm thinking about it and I'm going, you know what, how great is God that 
this is the situation I'm facing right now. And this money that I have now has a new place to go, has a new designation, if that makes yeah. sense. And I, the reason that I had that is because in all of the times where I had way less in all of the moments, you know, not to highlight, oh, I'm such a good Christian, but I did maintain faithful. I, you know, I tithe, I off, I gave my offering. I trusted God. I pray over my finances. And I think that God is, is showing me his faithfulness right now through that. And I'm not favorited. I'm not or favored. You know, I'm not special. God will show favor to all of us. We have to demonstrate our faith when things are difficult and let him show us that he will always provide and meet yeah. our needs. Um, so that's important yeah, too. Jackie has always maintained that too. Even since she was a teenager, she just really encouraged my faith. When, Like what you said, look, you might not have much. You might not have anything, mm -hmm. but God still expects your faithfulness. And, um, and that's a huge challenge. It's really hard to give when you don't have much. It's like the woman with the, the two shekels in the, in the yeah. Bible. Exactly. She gives, gives everything she basically has, you know, even though that, you know, she it's has. less than what anybody else has, but she's still found faithful. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting that, uh, Neff brings up the two shekels or the two pence or two mites or whatever translation that you're reading, uh, for that particular story, um, linking back to, um, my story of when my mom lost her job and it was, it was kind of a scary time because we just didn't know what we were going to do. It was a Wednesday, um, and I remember that because I had gone into my room later that day to get ready for church, and I used to have, because this is pre-job Jackie, like I didn't have any job, I was just in school to be a massage therapist, I had no money, but I had this little clay, like, bowl um, that I would keep, like, loose change in that I would just kind of take and grab to put into offering because it's what I had, like... It w I, I took that story to heart uh, when I read it the first time on how like even if it's even if it's something that might seem dumb like a penny or two pennies to like put into offering like God sees that and he sees your faithfulness and he sees your obedience and he honors that and so as I was getting ready for church that night um, I went to the bowl to grab my change like I always do and I only had two pennies left and it was in that moment that I just really felt like the peace of God wash over me and knowing that we were going to be okay. And were you okay? Oh, heck yeah, we were. Mom got a job real <laughs> <laughs> She got a job real quick um, and our finances like got better. They're still definitely not perfect, but God's never failed to provide for us in any and every situation. So... And that's what people need to remember mm -hmm. right now because it doesn't feel like it when you're in the middle of it. All of the scriptures that you know and all of the scriptures that you've heard, they, they kind of stop meaning as much because you're in the, you, they're, they're overshadowed by fear, they're overshadowed by panic, they're overshadowed by insecurity and desperation. But we have to trust Romans 8.28. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Yeah. And that's a hard one to remember when it doesn't look like they're working together for good. But, but look at his track record. God has never failed. Matthew 6 r reminds us, which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? So don't be anxious saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? The Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly father knows you need them all. But seek first. Say that. Seek first. Seek first. Seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Please, I encourage you. I, I run. I, 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 you might not have the perspective. You might not have the the reserves in your hope tank to see past this. But you will get past this. This is not the end of your story. You might have to stretch 
like you've never stretched before. You might have to budget like you've never budgeted before. You might have to, like, let's be honest. You might have to learn to go without things like you've never gone out before. You might have to figure out how to not eat out like like you or, or how to maybe cut back on some of your streaming subscription services or your theme park passes or what you know maybe not get that video game when it first comes out you know like whatever the thing is we might really have to learn how to live tighter than we've ever lived before but we have got to especially as believers trust in god obey god and and don't be anxious we have to do our part to do what God calls us to do, which is to, you know, we, we acknowledge God with the, with the first fruit of our of our income. We, we give our tithes. We, we support uh, those who are doing kingdom work. And, and we're generous with the people around us. Generosity is, is not uh, equivalent to the masses of your resources. If you look at the, the statistics across the board, lower income people tend to be percentage-wise bigger givers. Generosity is is a it, it, it is a default posture for a believer, and 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 we need to be generous in this time. Even if we have little, we need to support local businesses. We need to help our neighbors. We need to give to local food banks. If you don't have to give, serve in a local food bank. And we have to remain faithful to God. It is not optional. It is essential as believers. And I want to encourage you in that today. Uh, I know that this maybe took a little bit more of a, a serious turn than some of our episodes, but this is a serious time. And if you're experiencing it, you're not over with. This is not the end of your story. Without question, every single person who's listening to this across the country and around the world is either going through this right now or knows someone who's going through this right now. Be encouraged. This is not the end of your story. Remember the promises of the scripture. They're promises. They're not just some uh, ancient maxims that we kind of live by. They're not bumper sticker statements. They're not wouldn't it be nice statements. They are promises from God that God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. That is his word. That is his promise. And his promises uh, are not dependent upon our economy. And that's... That's uh, that's an amen. That's an amen right now. Amen. Well, we have we have reached the end of our time tonight, and uh, and and boy, if there's anything that we can do to pray for you, those of you guys that are out there listening, please let us know. Email us at at nerdofgodcast at gmail dot com or or message us on social media. We've been getting messages all week long. People asking for prayer uh, that have lost jobs. People that that are experiencing this. Uh, we have one of our listeners let us know uh, about his fiance who who now is tested positive for coronavirus. So many people that are being affected by this. Uh, so I'm just going to take a quick second before we leave. If, if it's cheese ball for you, I'm sorry, I'll be cheese ball, but I, I just want to see, can we just pray for, for these folks that are out there in our Nerd of God squad, our listening audience? Uh, we just want to pray with you and, and Absolutely. we, we might be praying at a different time than you're praying, but please pray along with us. God is not limited to the confines of space and time. If he was, we'd all be sunk. Uh, but, uh, let, let's just pray together real quick if we can. Uh, Father, we thank you tonight. We we thank you. And it, it might not seem like we have much to thank you for, but Lord, we, we bless you for this life, the gift that you've given us. We bless you for community and the church that you've allowed us to be a part of. We, we bless you that we have uh, the ability to serve, to love, to minister, to care for one another. God, that's a part of your nature. That's a part of your character that you've shared with us. And we, we thank you for that. And Lord, we come to you tonight at a very unique moment in history. We come to you in a very unique situation and environment, Lord, where there's just so many questions and so much hopelessness and so much pain and hurting and fear and panic. And God, we just pray first off that you would speak your peace, that, that you would speak the peace that passes all understanding over all of us and that we would not uh, be driven by fear, but we would be driven by uh, the, that sound mind that you give us. And uh, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that for those that are listening that have needs, whether they're physical needs, whether they're financial needs, emotional needs. Uh, God, I just pray that you would touch and bless every business that's represented uh, in our listening audience. God, every ministry that's represented in our listening audience, every family and family member represented here. I just pray that you would put your hand on their lives, touch them as they're praying with us. I agree in prayer with them. God, that you would just speak life and your promises over them and they would be found faithful 
God, even as you are faithful. We love you. We bless you. And we call this done in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we have reached the end of our road tonight, Nerd of God cast crew. And uh, we just want to say thank you so much. Please be encouraged and, and let us know how you're doing. Let us know how you're doing. We want to hear the good stories. We want to hear the rough stories. And we want to be your uh, your your family here. We're not just a, a podcast. We're a, we're a community. So uh, reach out to us and, and we'll be in this thing with you. So uh, until next time for the Nerd of God cast, Steve-O Supremo. Consider the lilies, y'all. Very nice. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Quentin Gregory Neff. Love you guys. Stay safe. Lovely Lady Lee Smotty. Make good choices. And Nicholas W. Sadler. Goodbye. Till then, I'm Tony T. We ain't gotta go home, but we can't can't stay stay here. here. All right, back into the thing. Grab the cheetos and throw them. Sorry. Sorry, I'm done. (laughs) Let that be a life lesson to us all. Grab the cheetos and throw them. (laughs) That's the words I live by. I got a tattooed on my arm. Throw them, sorry. But don't hit the fan. Oh, what in the world just happened, Lee Smotty? She did exactly what you told her she to do, Lee Smotty. <laughs> she threw the Cheetos and they were really violent. The Cheetos That's are violent. The danger. The Cheetos were That's violent. the danger. It's like Gulliver's Island. <laughs> you got to watch out, man, for uh, Have you projectile not... corn chips. <laughs> Have you not seen a Cheetos commercial? Chester Cheese is, is a violent person. Chester Cheese? Chester Cheetah. Chester Cheetah. Chester Cheetah. Chester no, cheetah. cheetah. He's cheetah. a cheetah. He is an animal, the cheetah. He is a cheetah. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs>